Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. Uh, today I'm really excited to have a really good friend uh, and business coaching client Antoine Blanco on the podcast. So uh, Antoine is a very inspiring young man, I didn't mean to say that, patronizing way, from uh, France. He's only 2022, 22, 2022, yeah. <laughs> 2022, who's 22, uh, who moved to Dubai has an online fitness business is absolutely crushing it has an absolutely amazing like mindset and thought process and is wise and mature beyond his years so we're gonna have a really in-depth conversation about how he's got to where he is at 22 um his thought process is what he wants to achieve and life in general so thank you very much for your time antoine and really appreciate you yeah i'm very happy to join you on this podcast i've been looking for you for a long time um you're great inspiration for everything for me whether it's business fitness so i'm really happy to be here with you thank you so first thing i'd get into is even just the way you conduct yourself you were very very polite and then you're very very like courteous with everything yeah. is that like the way you are do you put that down to the way you were brought up in france or yeah i think uh, my mom did a great job at raising me as a as a she has always been here for me so yeah she she has done just uh, she has done a great job with you with me and my brother um to just uh, be good kids from uh, from the south and uh, that's something i'm still carrying on today like never be offensive to anyone always be humble even if uh, you have some some success like uh, that's some values that she told us from a young age so that's really important to me that brings me to my next question i was going to ask so antoine absolutely kills it in the fitness scenes when he joined the seven figure scaling system i think you're making twenty thousand euros a month you're now making thirty thousand euros a month at 2022 at 22 <laughs> at 22 like how have you stayed so humble at such a young age i mean just just changing the the environment i mean um you know moving to dubai made me realize that i'm just a small fish when i was in france i thought i was doing well compared to most of the population that was living around me but coming here i see that there are so many successful people that are living on this earth and uh, i'm just a small fish in a big uh, ocean so yeah it's always looking for what's above and not what's like behind me so yeah that's we can always do more obviously so that's what's driving me to to grow and uh, stay humble and uh, have my feet on the ground but i think i'm like there is nothing crazy obviously today with the all the opportunity that exists online a lot of guys can do like 10 20 30k per month easily it's going above seven figures and beyond that where you really start to detach yourself from the rest of the pack i would say when you say that in terms of obviously moving to dubai what spurred the idea for you initially and were you afraid of that move obviously moving at such a young age to a country where i don't think you knew that many people initially yeah i've always been very introverted um and very i wouldn't say lonely but i i like to be alone sometimes so i wasn't really afraid to move abroad I knew that um, I would uh, find a way to like uh, have a, have a good time in a new environment. I started living alone at 17 years old of age, so I'm I'm used to it. And um, being in a new environment, I knew there would be a lot of opportunity coming my way. So I was not afraid at all. I was really excited by the opportunity. I knew everything uh, about Dubai before coming, so I was prepared. And I was just looking for yeah a new environment to grow and become better yeah is there anything surprised you about moving to dubai that you didn't think of um i would say maybe like um girls yeah i was gonna say that yeah girls i would say girls there there are a lot of girls in this city there is a lot of of, of choice which is a good thing but i found that they are 
lot of materialistic girls uh, also. So if you don't show your status, it may be harder uh, to like in France. I have I had like it was it was more easy for me regarding girls because they are not as much focused on status as uh, as here in Dubai. And also there are not a lot of 22 years old girls. Uh, it's mostly like in the 25 range. So they don't really like to be with younger guys. I was dating a girl that was 30 years old. Uh, she was from Iran. And uh, even like we, we couldn't uh, keep keep the relationship because she, she couldn't talk with her parents, with her uh, siblings about me because I was too young for, for her. So yeah, uh, girls is definitely a challenge here for the moment. But I think the more I will grow, the easier it will become uh, because I will have more status and like male have their prime around 30 years old usually. So I still have time for that. Easy on the 30 because I'm 32. So yeah, <laughs> I think prime's like 38, so sort of ages. Yeah. Uh, it's funny what you say about the women thing in Dubai though, because if anyone who's been here, if you notice, most of the guys are like 35 all the women are like 25 yeah, right. and none of them have any jobs so it's, yeah. you can, people can read what they want from that yeah, yeah, um, yeah. unless they work for Emirates Airlines like a lot of them do but uh, yeah right that's, that's something I don't really like like women that are doing nothing with their lives uh, just relying on the men that's not something that's very appealing to me what, what about you? Uh, I would agree in terms of what surprised me about Dubai I think the best thing I love more than anything and I notice this when I leave every time is how everything just works like clockwork and everything's seamless. Like even if you land at Dubai airport and you're a resident, you come off the plane, you don't even have to like talk to anyone to go through passport control. They scan your passport, bang, through, it's no queuing. Bags there, like I can land and be at home in like 30 minutes. Like the efficiency of things I just love because I'm really impatient. So <laughs> I hate just like standing around doing nothing. So uh, everything running like clockwork and how polite everyone is. And I think probably my favorite thing that I didn't even think about before I moved here is my personal safety. So like, mm. I don't have to worry about, I don't, know, I don't lock my apartment door at night. I don't worry about uh, leaving a laptop on the side of my phone in the gym. Like no one's gonna steal anything. No one's gonna hurt you. And you don't think about that uh, when you're here. But then when you go to like America or somewhere, mm -mm. you're like, what the fuck? There's like homeless people everywhere and like, like drug addicts and stuff. And you suddenly forget like this world exists. And I think Dubai is almost like a, its own little bubble in that respect, which is pretty incredible. And I think my favorite thing I realized uh, moving here is also it's a collection of the best people in the world because you're only here generally if you're really good at whatever you do yeah. so everyone you speak to has value that you can have some type of value exchange in terms of you can help them they can help you um and almost like we met out here in terms of like we've i've learned a lot from you you've learned a lot from me and uh, we built up a great friendship and that for me is my favorite thing is um meeting other people who are on the same wavelength as you because i think it's it's difficult to connect with people sometimes like that if you're from maybe like western europe for example like france 100%. or the uk 100 percent. yeah i totally agree um I, I told you earlier that it was hard for me to, to like be around people, especially in France, because I found out that no one was really connecting with my values. So growing up, especially in high school, stuff like that, I was really into CrossFit. And in high school, I didn't have many friends. Like I was eating alone during lunch, stuff like that, because no one was driven to accomplish success. Every one of the people I was hanging around just thought about the weekend and how they could party during the weekend, how they could hang out, stuff like that. And here it's really different. I, same as you, I can 100% connect with people that share this value, that wants to grow personally, financially, uh, like in every in every way possible. So that's way more fulfilling and way more easier to, to connect and have conversation with different guys. 
100%. Now, one of the things that um, I still remember reading to and I was like, holy shit. When you signed up for business coaching with me, I remember you writing down your vision of what you wanted in life. Would you mind sharing what it is your, your, your goals and aspirations are? Yeah, 100%. Um, so different areas. First, I want to take care of my mom. That's like one of the most important things. I want to retire her like in the next uh, few years. I want to take care of my brothers also. I want to help them have the, the freedom and the, the life they want. I want to become a great entrepreneur. So develop the skills, beliefs and character traits of a nine-figure entrepreneur. And I want to perform um, in my fitness also. I want to become a great uh, uh, competitor in, in what I do because I believe that competition always makes you stronger. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically what I want. Fitness, becoming the best version of myself. Family, helping my mom and my siblings and have a safe environment to build my own family and business i want to become a great entrepreneur and i i can't remember what was exactly you messaged me so I, I competed at the dubai pro show the weekend and i remember you messaged me something about like that's why you're inspiring to me because i think i said something to you about like yeah i just want to push myself to the max with everything yeah and i, I was something like that and like that's where I get really frustrated with people is they think like they can only be successful in one area of their life. Like I can only be good at business, but it means I have to be really out of shape and I don't, I can't have a family. I've got to fucking give up everything. And like, for me, the goal is to be like physically jacked and financially stacked. Yeah, like I want to be fucking like look the fucking part and have like be the athlete, but then I also want to be the entrepreneur, but I also want to be the family person. I want to be like, I want to tick all the boxes and you can do that as long as you have the mindset and the drive and the willingness to do that. Because the reason people can't do that is because they set their own limiting beliefs and they just set the bar too low. And I think that's about setting high standards for yourself and also putting yourself around the right, like amazing people like yourself and also being like coachable and willing to learn. Like both of you and me are like big advocates in terms of learning from other people to try yeah. and like upskill and up level. And that's one of the things that's allowed me to grow very quickly personally, mm. physically and financially. And I know you've been exactly the same. 100% joining uh, your program, your coaching program has helped me turn on in every way possible financially obviously i've grown like f f fitness wise i'm growing even the the relationship that we build and the attention that you give me it helps me like really focus and really i feel like you have expectation on me and that helps like a ton so yeah i'm a huge advocate also for for coaching programs and I think that yours you're doing a really really great job i i feel like you really want me to succeed and that's rare. I've probably invested like 50,000 euros uh, to this day into different coaching programs. And that's the first one where I feel like I have a close one-on-one -on -one relationship with my mentor and he really wants to push me and he really wants to see me succeed. And that's very rare. Usually people, they, they have their own insecurities and so they want to grow their revenue. They want to, like that's their main focus. I feel with you, your main focus is to see your students succeed and that's how you win long term. I'm yeah, and that's, but that comes down to what's about it. My values are, I love seeing people succeed and what makes me really happy. I'm not actually a very happy person. Like what I seek is fulfillment, not happiness. And what makes me fulfilled is helping other people succeed. So whether that be in their fitness or with their business, like like I remember you sending me a video review how you crushed it. And for me, like I was so happy with that. And when I see other people succeed, that actually makes me more happy than my own success. Because I often find me personally achieving things leaves me feeling 
a bit vacant, whereas I know I've had an impact on someone else. Like I remember if you listen to this, Ian, who's another client who I think he was making like $4,000 a month and he also worked in a sales job. He then made, he's making $50,000 a month now with his online coaching business. And then he's now quit his job and now he can look after his family and now he works for himself. Like for me, I think like, fuck, like how much of an impact have I had on this guy's life? Yeah. And actually I would credit that to you as well, because I said this to you, I wouldn't have started doing this. I'd been kicking the can down already doing this for ages because I don't want to be that guy who was like, I'm going to do business coaching program. Like, yeah. and until you messaged me and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And then I started with you and I loved it because I suddenly realized like, shit, this is what I'm really passionate about as well because I love business and I love helping people and people who I've, I have the same values as, as someone like you who's really driven and has the right purpose. I want you to succeed. And even like I bought you the other day, <laughs> I gave, Anton said he gets distracted. So I gave him a, a lockbox yeah. for his phone yeah. so he, he doesn't get distracted in the mornings. Um, an interesting question for you actually, what would you say as an entrepreneur is the biggest thing you struggle with in terms of like personal traits? Focus, 100%. I need to focus more. I think I'm very disciplined. Like that's a character trait that defines my my identity. I've all, I have I haven't always been that way. So I started disciplining myself from 16 years old. CrossFit helped a, a ton for that. But focus is my main because there are so many tactics that we can implement. So many marketers that share uh, their new stuff that will help you grow. And I buy into that. I still buy into that. And every time it happens, I try to refer. Uh, to some books that we we talked about already, which are The Slight Edge and The Compound Effect. Basically, the main philosophy of these two books is that it's not about the house, it's how you do the house, which means it's not the tactic. They are different. In school, we learn a very convergent uh, way of thinking. When you have a math problem, you have you, you start from point A and you have to finish to point B. In life, it's divergent way of thinking. So you have an infinite, an infinite amount of paths you can take to reach a goal that you set for yourself. So it's not about the how, it's how you do the how, which means how you do the daily stuff, the daily activities over and over and over and over again. Even if you don't see the results at first, just keep doing them. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely the the biggest weakness i still have uh focus i need to work on that and i'm aware of it but uh, i guess it just take time what about you interestingly as soon as you said that i said it, i thought exactly the same thing the same thing i say to a lot of people is the key thing you need to think about is singularity of focus but the problem is you have this big like red shiny object that someone tells you about every week you're like fuck i need yeah, to go and do this but like the big thing i'm learning i'm actually scaling back a lot of things we're doing just to focus on two or three things that work and then focus on doing those even better. Mm. And it's the same as I say to clients when it comes to fitness training, is it's like, it's not how you do it. Yeah. It's not like what you do it, but it's how you do it. So like better is better, not more is better. And people have that equation in their mind that they just need to do more random stuff and they'll get more success with whatever they're doing. And the reality is it's about me being more strategic and more precise rather than being a busy fool, which is what I see a lot of people doing. And you can relate that to business and you can relate that to fitness. 100%. Um, a big thing I actually would say I, I love talking about the same similarities between business and fitness, but I actually, my favorite thing about fitness and why I love it so much, like interesting like comp prep now, is that it's easy, it's reliable, like it's all on you. So for example, for me to get shredded, like this is like the easiest thing in the world, I've got complete control. So like mm. just eat the food I need to do, do the cardio, do the training, mm. I get super lean, easy. Whereas like business, there's like a billion other variables going on. You've got the global economy, Instagram reach, like employee issues, whatever, like, there's yeah. so many external factors. So anyone listening to this, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get in shape, fitness is the most reliable and like sustainable thing you're gonna have in your life. 
So if you want something that's like a bedrock for you and your identity and your organic character, fitness is a really solid thing to really max out. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to achieve world-class results in your fitness if you've already been really successful in business, in my opinion, because the same character traits that made you successful in business will make you successful in fitness. And generally, if you're successful in fitness training, you should be able to be successful in business if you have that mindset. Yeah, 100%. That's funny. I thought about it the other day. And I would say the only difference that there is between fitness and business is that in fitness, there is no leverage at all. In business, mm -hmm. there is leverage. So in business, you have a discrepancy between how much input you have and how much output you have. You can use a different way to live as leverage, like, as you said, your teams, uh, capital, uh, like Facebook ads, Facebook ads, like you have so many ways to use leverage and have the highest discrepancy between your input and your output in fitness. There is no discrepancy. You cannot delegate anything. You cannot delegate how you train. You cannot delegate. Like it's how much input you have will be strictly equal to how much you output you get. So that's a great way to build the self-discipline character trait. And then in business, uh, you can implement uh, this character trait and have a lot of results at first. But then you have to think, you have to add another character trait, which is focus and focus on the highest leverage activities to, because this is how the bigger guys in the space get the best results. They, they, are, they are working hard, they are disciplined, that's the, the fundamental. But then on top of that, they have a very well understand, understanding of what is leverage and how to use it. I think that's the, the biggest differentiator between the two spaces. 100%. And I think what's an important thing to understand, if you look at a business perspective, people think it's 24 hours in a day, but there's not if you can hire as many people as you want. Yeah. So I hire another 10 people, there's 240 hours in a day. Yeah. Whereas in like fitness is like, yeah, I can't, I have to do the training myself, I have to eat the food itself. But there's also ways you can be smart about that in terms of like meal prep, get food delivered, uh, don't train in a gym that's an hour away from you. Like, I don't know, I say if you've got to do cardio, there's cardio equipment in my biz building, it takes me a minute to get there. Yeah. Like having an efficient life in terms of the way you structure yourself is very important. And I think that's one of the things I see a lot of people making mistakes with is they're driving an hour to the gym each way to work out. And it's like, yeah, that's two hours a day. If you train five days a week, that's 10 hours a week. It's like, that's a pretty shitty use of your time. If you think what your hourly rate is worth, Say you earn $100 an hour, that's $1,000 a week that's costing you just to get to the gym and back, let alone the time you train. Yeah, true, true. I didn't think about that. So yeah, there is there is a form of leverage also mm. in fitness. If you make the process easier, obviously, the output will be easier to, to get. Another way, another way to think about it is if you can have a meal prep company, the input will be less and you will still have the level of output you could have if you meal prep your, your stuff uh, by your own during the weekend. So yeah, that's a... That's, uh, I didn't think about it this way, so yeah. That's From a, a fitness aspect, what, what are your goals for the upcoming years for that? Do you have anything specifically? Not really in terms of aesthetics. I want to to perform, like uh, I really want to become the, the best version of myself and I feel I will attain that through CrossFit because it's really, it's a different mindset compared to bodybuilding. It's really about um, like performance. So how heavy can you lift for how long? So yeah, I would like to go back into serious CrossFit competition. I was doing that between the age of 16 to 18, 19 years old. I've snatched like 100 kg before 18 years old, poor clean 120 before 18 years old. So yeah, I would like to get back into it and really take it seriously. 
I think, uh, I mean, we trained once and Anton absolutely destroyed me doing CrossFit stuff. And I actually really enjoy that style of training, but my body just hates it. And it's not really aligned with my goals or what I want to do. I can see yeah. the benefits to it. And I really like the the group aspect of it, training with other people is super fun. But I think um, it, it's like, find what your zone of genius is or what you're good at and then focus on that training. I think yeah, my, sure. my body would break down from that. Sure. O- on that note, who, who's the best person you've ever trained with? Um, Don't say me. <laughs> No, like for for what specific goals? Uh, for say, for example, most impressive a person you've trained with, like athletically, who were like, "Holy shit, this guy's like nuts." Funny story. I went to the CrossFit Games in 2018, and uh, I had the opportunity to do a workout be- like just beside Rich Running. I don't know if you know yeah, yeah. him. So yeah, probably that moment was. Uh, and did you, was it like night and day? You were like, "Holy shit, how good they were!" Yeah. I was like, fuck, how, how can I get to this level? It's impossible. They look like, yeah, different like aliens. But that's, so like, you talk about that, they look like aliens. And this is what I really like in terms of putting yourself around people at a higher level than you, because that's an eye-opening experience, right? Yeah. And I remember maybe four or five years ago, um, I trained with James Hollingshead a couple of times. The first time I trained with him, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, I've never trained like this before. And it's an eye-opening experience. Yeah. And it's the same thing even from like moving to Dubai in terms of how hard people push themselves in terms of from like a physical point of view from a work point of view and take themselves to another level you don't realize what can be achieved until you actually see someone else doing it Mm. and that's the problem is like i was from a small town in the uk you're from a small town in france like you said you become a big fish in a small pond and it's very easy to stay comfortable and you can be the like the the big koi carp in toulouse or wherever or like you you can you can move to dubai and be a minnow but eventually become a whale like it just takes a bit of time and i think that's where it comes down to being humble and open to growing in that respect yeah 100 percent totally agree the environment we put ourselves in in every aspect of life every area will definitely be a like a um, we definitely define how future life will will be like what would you say to any young entrepreneurs who obviously look up to you in terms of what you've done what would you say um to them would be the, the number one thing they should focus on that's funny because i don't show off a lot on social media i'm really focused on the the fitness offer yeah. I have so not a lot of people know that I'm doing a good money yeah. they think that I'm just a coach that's making a living they like even if they in their mind they are confused they're like how is he living in Dubai like usually guys on social media are selling 30 euros programs so how is he doing that and um, I would say the advice I would give them is first work on their character traits what helped me a lot is to consume the right content so from the age of 16, 17 years old, I was listening to Gary Vee. I was watching motivational content. And this really shaped my mindset to a different reality that I was around in my in my real life. So get the right information, the right people around you, build the character trait that will help you succeed later in life. So discipline, fitness is a huge one. And yeah, that's basically it. What about you? What what advice would you give your younger self? So interestingly, when I listened to you say that, I thought, for fuck's sake, because when I was like 18, they didn't really have, like, we had like, there was no Instagram, that's how old I am. And then YouTube wasn't really what it is now. So you didn't really have that information. But as I started to try and free myself from the corporate world of a state agency, because I used to be a state agent, real estate agent four years ago. Interestingly enough, the two people who had the biggest influence on me 
number one was Gary Vaynerchuk. I listened to his podcast when I was at work around the car all the time. Number two was Grant Cardone. And I know you recommended me uh, Grant's book, Ten not Ten X Mentor. Ten X yeah. Mentor is really, really good. So anyone listening, I'll check out the audio book for that. And just the small thought processes, just realign where your head's at. And for anyone out there, like you can't afford me as a business coach or a mentor or whoever, listen and absorb this content every day and it will like can craft your thought process in terms of your alignment and your vision. Cut off any negative shit. Don't listen to the fucking news. Don't listen to your parents. Don't read the paper. Like all this negative shit, unfollow bullshit on social media you shouldn't be looking at. Because like one of my favorite sayings is like your thoughts aren't really your own thoughts because your thoughts are placed in your head by the conversations you have with someone else Mm. or something you see. So your thoughts aren't actually your own thoughts. You're not coming up with them yourself. The perception of things you see in the world or you hear and you react to them. Mm. So if you limit what you can actually see to only like the good stuff that's going to take you forward and you only have conversations with the right people, then your mindset is going to be aligned with that. 100%, yeah. Funny story, I started creating content because of Gary Vee. I watched uh, one of his videos where he he said, uh, close your eyes until you're 29. By the time I was probably like 20, no, 19, 20 years old. And uh, like this video made me create content. And as you say, if I didn't consume over and over and over and over the same thing, I would have never the courage to start because I was so afraid of other people judging me. And yeah, I think it's really important. Even when we listen to Grant Cardone, like just listening to how he thinks and the 10x philosophy, your world is completely different because there are so many opportunities that you don't even realize. If you do the math on how you could 10x your business revenue and you come down to how many leads you could get, you're like, huh interesting how can i how can i get there and i think the the highest level people just think in in different ways so yeah that's really important to have the right environment 100 percent. what do you think was maybe the biggest stumbling block you had when you first got started like you mentioned in terms of being afraid of what like people thought of you when you started to do this sort of stuff how did you handle that i blocked everyone I blocked everyone. I was so afraid of their judgment. The the philosophy that helped me a lot was if I keep doing the stuff for the next three years over and over and over and over again, and I don't get any results, I will quit. I'm okay to quit after three years. But until I didn't start these three years and I didn't follow through my commitment, I won't quit. And funny thing is that today I've just reached 100k on Instagram and two years ago I did my first post on Instagram like day like day, day by day two years ago and I didn't miss a day. If you watch all my content for the past two years, I told myself I commit, I won't quit until I post every day on this platform for three years and today I just reached 100k so that's uh, yeah that's consistency I believe is just unbeatable. That's when people ask me what's the secret. I was like, look on my Instagram, I posted like over 6,000 times. Yeah. Like there's a saying I love and it's like volume negates luck. It's like if you do enough of something for long enough, eventually it will work or you will find out what works. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What about you? What helped you start it and overcome like maybe the first roadblocks you had? I think the biggest roadblocks I had was the same as everyone. I think you said it's in terms of self-belief. And I think, interestingly, one of the things that nearly held me back is I remember the gym I used to train in. I remember people like making comments 
mm. to like friends of mine who were like, why the fuck is Charlie taking photos himself topless? Who does he think he is? And all this sort of stuff. And now I look back now and like, I see those people. I remember seeing them in the gym, like, I don't know, like a year ago. And like, they don't have to say anything and I don't have to say anything, but like, they know and I know I'm like, motherfucker, like, mm. uh, but like for me, that's like what fuels me is like, not necessarily proving a point, but it sort of is to some degree. And I think for anyone in terms of, if you're worried about what other people think, so you just need to think like, fuck what other people think, just do what you want to do because you're only going to get one life and you get one shot at it. And I think unfortunately, often the people who hold us back are often the people closest to us. So often sometimes it can be your parents trying to hold you back because they're only trying to look out for you from a safety point of view. But what they don't realize is that they're necessarily throttling you and like stopping you from actually succeeding. And a saying I remember heard, it was like, don't listen to advice from someone who hasn't achieved what you want to achieve. Or like if your parents aren't as successful as you want to be, why are you listening to them? Like if Warren Buffett said to you, don't do X, Y, Z, I'd be like, he probably knows what he's talking about. But like if your dad works for, I don't know, Tesco bank or something and earns like 50 grand a year, then and your goal is to be like a huge entrepreneur and you want to do X, Y, Z, he's probably not the person you should be taking advice from because he's had a steady nine to five job. Not that there's anything wrong with that and that's what some people want. But uh, and I think often the entrepreneurial life is over glamorized in a lot of respects and a lot of people shouldn't get into it. I think a lot of people will be better off being a number two than being a number one because a lot of people don't understand the pressure and stress that comes with that. Um, there's a saying and it's like heavy is the head that wears the crown because ultimately if you're in charge like everyone's always looking for you to know what the fuck's going to happen next or like we've got a problem Charlie's going to fix it and it's like <laughs> I'll fucking work this out so it's like and, and that's the problem like, you know with like business you're constantly firefighting with I don't know Instagram accounts getting shut down Facebook ad accounts getting shut down just general problems in life and that's the reality and the roller coaster of being an entrepreneur yeah and the more you grow the grow the, the bigger the problem obviously so it's all about the size of a person is determined by the size of a problem you can solve so yeah bigger problem bigger results and also the way I look at things is character building and it's also where you have a problem is often an opportunity you can improve so you, you either you win or you learn is the way I look at things it's like you learn not to do this again if you really fuck something up and uh, or, or you can also take something from it of like oh I need to do this and I can fix this problem x y if that makes sense yeah uh, you have an interesting story about it because uh, a few months ago you had big issue with your Instagram account different personal issues also so I'm curious to know how did you overcome all of that and what was the thought process during the the tough times and how did you grow from from that so interesting i actually thought about it earlier when we were talking is that i was probably starting to get a bit cocky and arrogant towards the end of last year a little bit in some respects i thought i had fucking i could walk on water and i had everything dialed in january came and i like fucking shit hit the fan in a big fashion so i ended up separating from my partner from 14 years on the wednesday thursday i had to clear out my house get rid of all my personal possessions basically friday i moved into a hotel five minutes before i was speaking on a big podcast my instagram account got disabled i was like fuck and then i so then like within the matter of three days my personal life fucking collapsed i thought my business life was collapsing i was living in a hotel moving to dubai and i was like this is fun um so and these these moments in life that are set there to like really test you and i'm not gonna lie it was a very difficult period and i spoke about this before on podcasts in terms of how i didn't feel a lot of people would be there for me who i thought would be and i think that's when you know who your real friends are and who really looks out for you but how i really dealt with that and i spoke about earlier in terms of like action beats anxiety it's like i'm a numbers guy so i worked out exactly okay this is how much money i make from instagram this is where we have other clients revenue coming from everything will be okay if this doesn't come back fortunately it did come back um and i 
managed to solve that issue. So thank you to Greg who works for Facebook. Um, but that was a very challenging moment. And I also think that what is good when something really bad like that happens, it gives perspective because now when I have a problem, I was like, it's not that bad, <laughs> like mm. wh whatever it might be. So when you've had something pretty bad happen or like a series of like shitload of things happen like two, three days, you suddenly gives you context of like the levels of problems sometimes. Um, and also sometimes the confidence that maybe other people have in you. So I remember Dan who works for me, uh, head performance coach, apparently spoke to his partner and being like, uh, uh, I think she said to him, "Is like, do you reckon Charlie's worried about what's going on? He's like, oh, no, he'll be fine. Charlie pulled something out of the bag. And then like, when he said that, I was like, people obviously got confidence in me. I was like, that's probably a good sign. But I think these things are character building. And I also learned a lot from that, which has allowed me to improve in terms of business. And it also, I think it's a, a stark reminder. And I say it to a lot of people I work with is, never take anything for granted because you never know when everything can be taken away from you. Even if you look at the Andrew Tate scenario, obviously he's got loads of money, it doesn't really matter for him, but he got blocked from every social media platform in the fucking world, got blocked from Stripe, all his bank accounts shut down. Like that's when you're like, fuck me. Like you can literally have everything wiped out. Mm -hmm. So never get complacent and always appreciate everything you have. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned this year. Nice, nice, good lesson, good lesson. What's the biggest challenge you've had within your business? Biggest challenge I've had? Probably hiring the wrong people. Yeah, I would say, especially for me, it's really important to build a brand that will sustain for years and years. So I take very seriously the client's results that I can have in my program. And not hiring the right coaches cost me a lot because people wanted refund, stuff like that. So... I would say hiring the, the wrong people uh, is one of the biggest challenges I've encountered. And you? Probably the issues I had earlier in the year, but yeah. people people is always uh, an interesting challenge. I think it's interesting whenever anything bad happens to you. Like I've actually had, funny enough, I had, uh, if you listen to this Omish Singh, who's a doctorate client of mine in Texas, who I worked for two years. I was having a bit of a shit day yesterday and he literally said like the nicest thing to me yesterday in terms of like, you don't realize how you've impacted me and how I've impacted thousands of other people because he's a doctor. And I was like, that's a really nice feeling. And then like Thomas Whitehead is actually another business coach client of mine, Thomas, who he sent me a really nice message after you listen to another one of the podcast episodes about like how nice it was to hear about how not nice to hear bad things that happened to me but how I dealt with them and that like people like everyone has issues because people don't necessarily see that from the outside and they think everything is sunshine and ra rainbows but they don't actually know what sometimes happens on the other side of the wall with like the problems and the other stuff that people have to deal with in life mm, 100% yeah 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 it's but as you said earlier it's always making us stronger obviously every time we can overcome those kind of things like we grow from them so yeah that's that's great what are what are your your goals for the future like how do you vision yourself i want to build the biggest fitness brand in the world in terms of online coaching business and i also want to build the biggest fitness mastermind in the world i'm probably slightly insane trying to do both at the same time but then life is there to be pushed and i also want to win an ip pro card and do a load of other stuff but i think the way i look at it in terms of my life and what I feel my purpose is to try and help people achieve the greatest versions of themselves so that whether that be within their fitness or within their business then help other people achieve great success with their fitness I feel that's my superpowers I can push people to their maximum potential when I see people like yourself who have that mindset and the vision and they're serious about achieving something like you can say two three things to someone it literally can change their life just to point them in the right direction and I've been fortunate a few people have like done a few things to me like that in the past and it's really allowed me to go to another level and I almost feel like it's my duty now to help other people do the same and then help uplift those other people around you. I think nice. that's where a lot of people, they get to the position where they're doing well in life and they get comfortable. I think they almost do themselves and the rest of the world a disservice by not trying to help other people like on their own journeys, if that makes sense. Yeah, 
Nice, very nice. Yeah, I totally relate with the same purpose. I want to help others become the the best version of them themselves, obviously. But there is also a part of me that wants to kind of selfishly see how great I could become, like personally. And oh, that's yeah. at the same time. At the same time, that's a little bit dark because, like, it's very selfish and. Like you want to know how much money you could make, stuff like that. But at the same time, it's a great fuel because it's always this this question that's coming back. Like, what if, what if I could achieve that from where I come from? Like, what if that would be so cool? It, well, it's a saying. Like, I think Grant Cardone says, if you want to become a billionaire, help a billion people. Yeah. So, like, you don't even have to think about the money. If you just focus on the vision and the people you want to help, then the money becomes a byproduct. And, like, I think this is where, again, we're very aligned. Like, my goal is, like, how can I become the greatest version of myself mentally in terms of, like, who I am, characteristics, and the way I behave and conduct myself and the, the influence I have on others. And then also from a physical aspect as well. It's like, how can I become a better athlete and, like, the best version of myself? Yeah, totally relate to that. And that's why I think I get frustrated with a lot of people who are like one trick ponies. And also like I get very frustrated with people who are, say for example, in particular in like the fitness business coaching niche, like people are business coaches who have no interest in fitness or they've never had a fitness coaching business. I'm like, it's very misaligned values. Whereas mm. like, I'm very true to the core of who, what I believe in and like what's important to me. And if I think that will come across and I think people who aren't true to their values and are just like snake oil salesmen in life, I think that will come out very quickly. Yeah, that's why I believed in you from day one because I knew you, you had success for yourself in the fitness industry. And so I just wanted to model what you did and that's why I, I, I believed in you because I knew you I know you know what you're talking about because you have the results that I want to have, that I that I seek to have. So yeah, that's I think that's really important to be aligned with what you talk about and the results you, you can show for. Yeah, and it's one of those things is the the trial and tribulations of what I've learned along the way. I can help you avoid a lot of the pain and problems that I've yeah. had. Uh, and it's the same thing even from uh, like building your own physique and a bodybuilding perspective. That's why you go to other people to help you so you don't have to fucking figure this stuff out yourself. Because the reality is like you might well work out how to get your business to where you want to be in the next 15 years. But if I can help you do it in... 18 months then you're going to save yourself a lot of time yeah and it's the compounding effect of where you can be in those that period of time after that then which comes truly exciting mm. almost he talks about it he says that the biggest the best investment we can make is on ourselves and on mentorships he has the the same story where he invested in russell Brunson mastermind and he ha it helped him grow because it broke a lot of his beliefs and it also gave him a lot of skills that uh, he couldn't have acquired by investing in real estate or S&P 500 stuff like that so yeah I 100% believe that it's the easiest way to contract the time between our current reality and the goals we want to achieve just invest in mentorship and great mentors that have that have results because a lot of people are scams <laughs> And you want to invest in someone that has results and has done it for himself. And that's uh, like everyone I go to for anything to help me, I go to them because I know they've walked the walk into what, whatever aspect. So for example, currently working with Darren Farrell in terms of for my bodybuilding journey now in terms of like, he's an IPB pro, he's going to fucking Olympia. Like he's turned other people pro. Like he has walked the walk and is walking the walk. So for me, that's like ticks the box in terms of like he can do it himself and teach other people to do it. Mm. And when someone can do it themselves and they can also teach others, 
that's when you're like this person can definitely help me and that's the difference in terms of like even from a fitness aspect right like a lot of people can be in fucking great shape like way better shape than me but they can't train other people because they're just genetic phenoms and i think a lot of people will then use like examples of oh x person does a keto diet and only works out like once a week but it's like yeah but you're not them like that person's a genetic god like yeah are you a genetic god? Like, it's like, I don't know, we had Mike Thurston on the podcast recently, like Mike's got phenomenal genetics and he admits that. Like, like what he can do doesn't necessarily work for other people. And I think it's people need to understand that I think is important. Yeah, 100%. It's a message that we need to, to spread. Not everyone starts on the same line. And the goal should be to always improve yourself with what you have because this is the only thing you can control. So having someone that has great results can help you better your potential, like maximize your potential but sometimes it can be and this is a trap that I fall into often I, I compare I compare myself with guys that are which was about Iman earlier yeah he obviously a man is 22 years old he's massively successful and I compare to him I'm like fuck what, I, what have I done with my years like 22 years look at where he is look at where I'm at and we all have different strengths weaknesses and I think the only thing we can control is how much we can push ourselves our own potential and that starts by focusing on how can I make today the best day possible how can I maximize my potential today not think about the best strategy plan to go there f as fast as possible because this is helpful for mental health but if we just focus on giving our best effort every single day every second in in what we do like we won't have any regret at the end of our lives so yeah what i would say is just don't compare compete because it will make you stronger, but don't compare too much because we all have different stories and like different... Would you, would you say you're competitive? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. My parents put me in a really competitive environment since I'm a kid. Uh, I've played at Stade Toulousain for eight years. I played with uh, Roman Tamak, maybe some guys are watching Ruby, they know who he is. Um, I did CrossFit competition. I've always liked uh, to see how good I could be and the only way to really push yourself is to compete i think when you have someone else that's just above you and you have this this spirit of i want to win this is the best way to see how great you can become i love that and i think i'm a natural born like competitor for me it's like it's not even about with other fucking people it's with myself and like the goal is like how can i be better than the person i was yesterday yeah. or how can i push myself harder question i have for you did you ever feel like you get burnt out yeah sometimes yeah yeah 100 percent. especially like the past uh probably the past months i had some tough times because i set some expectations that were too high and seeing that I wasn't raising to this level of expectation in terms of results, I had constantly a, a bad internal dialogue. And so instead of focusing on results, I just started focusing on daily actions and raising to the expectation of the daily actions in the, instead of the results and just let those daily action compound with time. Uh, that's the best way I think I, I have to really feel good inside and not fuck my mental health up. Yeah, and I think that's an easy thing to do because one of the big things that I've learned last two, three weeks is I've been 
give myself a task where I set myself personal and business goals every week. But what I was doing is I was writing down things that are out of my control. So it'd be like, I don't know, make X amount of money, do X, Y, Z, or like sign up X amount of fitness clients. I can't necessarily control that. Like, but what I can control is the actions on a daily basis that might lead to those things. So now my goal is like, how can I make sure I do X, Y, Z rather than focus on the outcome goal, which I have no control over? Because that's what's going to set you on an emotional roller coaster when you can't actually objectively control the goal you're trying to achieve if that makes sense so like a goal that i can control would be like get up every day at 5 a.m start working yeah 100 percent. yeah that's still hard for me like waking up at 5 a.m this this is an habit i want to build for a long time and still to this day like i can do that for three days in a row and the fourth day i'm just so tired so yeah I think that's because you, like you train a lot. You train very hard. I think you need more sleep. And I know it's probably, although I'm very tired a lot with the competition prep because I'm not training as intensely as I was before. I feel my body doesn't need as much sleep and because it's hungry all the time, it's awake. Mm. So there, there's pluses and minuses to competition yeah. prep. And what benefit do you find at waking up uh, this early? Um, just creating space and time. And I like being, it's a fucking, it's getting up early. One of the sick things I love is that I feel like I'm getting a head start on everyone else. I like to walk out to my balcony, I look over the marina and I'm like, everyone else is still asleep. And it's like, I'm getting a jump start on all you bastards. So um, <laughs> for me, that's something that I like. And then it gives me like an hour or two where I can just be clear in my thoughts and just focus on like whatever work projects I want to do. Something I'd like to do more of is even just like, just sit and just I don't know, write stuff down. Hmm. But um, one of the things I actually thought about this morning, I did it yesterday is that I like to maybe like two, three times a week, just go for a walk and just sit in a coffee shop with a pen and paper and just write whatever ideas, just throw stuff onto a piece of paper. Like my superpower and zone of genius is like ideas and strategy. That's what I'm really good at. I don't necessarily like implementation or like execution as much, but like overall strategy and like coming up with ideas is really my from a business aspect is my thing um probably from a fitness thing it's more execution i don't i don't for my own training and nutrition i don't like programming i'd rather someone be like here's what you need to do just do it and i'm like bang i'm in and i'm like the most coachable person in the world with pretty much anything because i just execute on it if i believe in that person that is yeah this is how frank and blanken helped you a lot and yeah. i think he was impressed by you for for that thing because he gave you instructions and like a few days later you were like here are the the results right and that's that's why i like uh i've always been a big fan of coaching because if you get someone who coaches who you look up to for me i'm like i want to fucking prove this person how good i am so i'm like so like craig who helps me now i'm like he sent me a task i'm like done like next like <laughs> or whatever i'll be like all over it because i just want to prove a point to like how hungry i'm how driven i am and how good i want to be how great i want to be and how much impact i want to have with people and i think that's then difficult actually if i think for a lot of people around me sometimes because my family sometimes think i'm fucking insane because i'm so driven and like it's difficult to have relationships with other people sometimes because they're like you're always working you're always doing x y but like for me i get fulfillment from that and i enjoy the process and my brain is always spinning with ideas of oh i could do x y z and it's that's that for me is the fun of life is like opportunities and the possibilities and i've got too many ideas but not enough time yeah 100 i can relate 100 with that my family is thinking the same way as yours obviously like my father my brother they are sometimes they see that i put a lot of pressure on myself and that can have an impact of how good i feel during the day and so they are like why do you still try to keep pushing further what do you try to make more money like you have way more than you need why don't you just rest why don't you go there there and i can't like i can't i want more and every time i try to rest it's coming back like i have this drive inside that's coming back and that tells me like time is running so fast 
And if you don't, if you don't move now, you'll have regret later. And that's probably one of the worst that, that, that could happen. So yeah, most people don't understand this philosophy, obviously. They just want to, they think that the highest thing you could achieve is have time freedom, location freedom, and financial freedom, like basically do everything you want to do. But I think we both share the same values and that's not really what we aim for. But once you have that, then what the fuck do you do? Because yeah. like once you've got, like respectfully, I can go anywhere I want and do whatever I want, whenever I want with whoever I want. And then I'm like, like, for example, I keep saying to people, I want to go to Australia. Yeah, I haven't been. Like I could go tomorrow if I wanted to, but I just haven't done it because obviously it's not that important to me. Mm. But what I'd rather do is actually sit in my office and work and learn new things because do you know what? That's actually what makes me happy and fulfilled because like I said earlier what I enjoy is being fulfilled rather than necessarily I'm seeking fulfillment rather than happiness and for me learning new skills and learning cool new stuff I enjoy that process a question for you do you think it's wrong to want more in life no no not at all I think it's it's a good thing and I think to get more you have to become more I think Jim Rohn is saying that and the only way to be happy is to progress if you feel like you're progressing you feel good inside you 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 look at yourself in the mirror and you're you have self-esteem and if you don't progress if you stay stagnant if you hang around the wrong people if you lay in bed all day long watching netflix shows or if you are at the pool or at the beach laying all day long you don't make any progress and you don't feel good about yourself at the end of the day so wanting more is the best way to become more and to develop yourself and be happy in the the process even though sometimes obviously there is a a lot of pressure especially the higher you go the higher the the pressure is but that's a good way to evolve necessary what about you as i think for men in particular you will only be happy when you're progressing in life. Yeah, 100%. Like the point of life is progression and getting better and improving. If you're staying where you are, you're going backwards. Mm. I think that's an important thing to understand. And the question for you is, what, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? That's a hard question. Other than women in Dubai. <laughs> Other than women in Dubai. I would say, yeah, see my family that's happy, makes me happy. And apart from that, chasing my purpose, which is helping as many people as possible to become the best version of themselves, that makes me happy. But I'm not really living a life designed to be happy, to be honest. Like, that's not my main focus. Um, I want to feel good about myself. And I know that to feel good about myself, especially at the end of my life, it's necessary for me to sometimes not be happy and like to do the thing I don't want to do. And that's not the, the end goal for me, happiness. Like I've tried, I've tried to meditate. I've tried to do the positive affirmation and it's just not like, it's just doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do. What about you? I would agree with what you said then, because interestingly enough, I feel my purpose and drive is so strong that I have been super unhappy probably the last month or two because I've been pushing myself so hard. Like yesterday I worked from 5 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. I don't need to be doing this, but I still do it with a relative smile on my face because I have a purpose of who I want to be and who I want to help. And I'm willing to sacrifice myself in the meantime to do that, which is Mm. because I feel I have a higher purpose and just like swanning around the pool in Dubai with my top off and yeah. lifting a few weights, which is what most people aspire for. So I think that's an important thing for people to take context of. Mm. Happiness is a funny concept because you, you never have enough happiness. And once you reach a certain level, you adapt to the level of happiness you have. And so you are not aware of the happiness. So probably if we live the life of someone that's living in a third country or so really poor country, maybe we'd be aware of how much we have and how happy we are in our day-to-day lives. But we are so adapted to our current environment that we are not aware of the like happiness is a really interesting topic and i think that people that are chasing it 
we never get it so yeah and i don't think it's the it's the purpose of life we, we are we are not we are meant to survive not to be happy i think people seek destination uh, happiness as a destination where it's a journey it's a process to get there yeah 100 one last question for you and i like to ask everyone this what advice would you give yourself an 18 year old version of yourself 18 year old version of myself um i would say believe believe in yourself believe in believe in yourself yeah believe in yourself because even though the results are not here it doesn't mean that they won't come yeah keep keep believing in yourself because what you're doing is is good and can become great if you just keep going that's a great answer well, thank you for your time antoine it was a very inspirational conversation so everyone if you make sure you go check out what's your instagram antoine blanco 99 uh, i'll pop that below the show notes if you guys enjoy this which i know you will have done the insanely inspirational conversation make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave us five star review drop us any feedback on antoine as a guest and we'll see you next episode very soon thank you very much